fell and it was just hanging in space. But before the scientists could even, you know, discover that Job, you know, the book of Job was one of the first books to be written, even before Genesis. All right, some of you are surprised of that. That's true. So, Job, when he had a confrontation with God in Job chapter 26, God told him, he said, I hang the earth on nothing. So he said, the word of God is a total body of truth. It's a revelation, total body of truth. So, it's so important that you understand that the word of God has nothing to do with how you feel. It's just telling you what it is. You see? So, is it important to understand the spirit? Is it important to understand the realm of the spirit? It's so important to understand the realm of the spirit because that is the mother of all physical happenings. There was a time Elisha the prophet came to a man and when he got to the man, the, the, the man had lost the head of his axe. When Elisha came there, the question he asked him was that, where did it fall? You see, because when you are dealing with spiritual matters, you go to the root cause. He says that, where did it fall? He said, alas, my master, he said, my, 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 uh, the, the head of my axe has fallen down. He said, where did it fall? Because in, 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 should I use the term, in the prophetic, or in the prophetic, or in knowing the, 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 the cause, like the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, he said, a curse without a cause will not stand. Because God always tries to, to deal with the roots. You see? So, instead of you thinking of what to do, for example, some people are bothered why their prayers are not answered. Some people are bothered why this is not happening for them, that is not happening for them. Instead of them to be bothered about what is not happening or what is happening for them, they are supposed to find out what regulates the happenings in the physical. What regulates what happened in the physical? Okay, so what happens in the physical and what regulates it? Then we go to a place called the realm of the spirit. The realm of the spirit is the mother of all the, the happenings in the physical. Everything that happens in the, in, in the physical is ruled from a spiritual plane. So it's so important to understand the issues that go on in the realm of the spirit and how to navigate your way. Matters of the realm of the spirit are not left for prophets. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Go to Job, Job chapter 10, verse 11. Now, I'll start by saying this. Man, like some people say, man is spirit, soul, and body. Man is not spirit, soul, and body. Man is not spirit, soul, and body. Man is not three in one. Okay, but, so what's man? Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. He's not three. He's just one. So, so let me explain now. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. So Job 10 verse 11 says, Job by revelation says, he said, Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh and hast fenced me with bones and sinews. Who is the me? The spirit. Now, how do we know that it's the spirit? Because when Bible says that God, okay, I'll take you to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26. He says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, in Hebrew, now, if I say some things about Hebrew, don't be, don't be, it's not, it's not meaning, it's elementary Hebrew. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27. 
He says, so God created man. Now, I want you to pay attention to the word created over here. Because to most people, they think that when this was the creation of man, immediately God went and said, let us make man. So God created man. So it was full man. No. The word created over here comes from a, a Hebrew word, bara, B-A-R-A. Bara means to bring out of nothing or to speak into existence. So at this point in time, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, when God was making man, God was not making the full man that you know. He actually spoke into existence a spirit. So he said, God made man in his own image, and who is God? Jesus Christ said, God is a spirit. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, God had made a spirit. Let me prove it to you. Go to Genesis chapter 2. Go to Genesis chapter 2. So I said, the word created here is bara. That is to speak into existence. That means it was not a full forming. Now, we go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. It said, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in their day. Now, pay attention to the, to the words that God is using here. It says, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now, when he talked about created, he said the heavens and the earth. When he came to made, he said the earth and the heavens. Verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. I thought in Genesis chapter 1, verse 24, 25, he said God made the, the, the grass and all the herbs of the field. But in Genesis chapter 2, he says that, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. I thought he said he has created man in verse 26. I said he has created man in verse 26. No, so he said, for, for there was no man to till the ground. So go to verse, um, uh, chapter 2, verse 6. He said, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Verse 7. And the Lord God formed man. Now, you see the words here. He's not saying, and the Lord God created man. He said, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. The word formed there comes from the Hebrew word yachah. Yachah means to make, like take um, something like a potter who make something. So he said, God formed man. So this, this is how man came into existence. God spoke man, and man was just like him. Because when God speaks, it first of all exists in the spirit. So Genesis chapter 1, the whole creation story was the direct replica, and, the, and, and that helps us to understand faith. Because when you speak something by faith, it goes into the realm of the spirit, and it's established as a law. Then when he comes to Genesis chapter 2, from verse 5, he said that, and God caused a mist to come. A mist is the move of the Spirit. Okay, another time, I'll continue that. So he said, he said, that went out a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Okay. So, we've established the fact that God made a Spirit because man was in, uh, uh, God, uh, man was in God's own image. Okay, so that's a spirit. Then, he formed the body of man. So what about the soul? He breathed the soul of man. Okay. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into the, his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. <sighs> when we talk about soul, soul consists of, you know, sometimes in the Bible, there's a, a, a little, you know, misunderstanding about soul and spirit. You see, sometimes you say, your soul. How many of you have confused your soul and spirit confused you before? 
Yes, it's a little confusing because sometimes the Bible interchangeably uses such words, soul and spirit. But it's the word of God that helps us. The Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Is that piercing of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. He said, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. So he says, it's the word of God that divides for us, that helps us to divide what soul is and what spirit is. Because soul is your will, your intellect, and your emotions. What your brain is to your body is what your soul is to your spirit. Hey. Because all the components of your soul and all the things you feed your soul with, I want to tell you something now. When you enter into the spirit realm, you don't leave your soul behind. That's why when you dream, you know the name of this lady. When you see her in a dream, you still know her name. Or you don't remember. Let me share an experience with you. 8th of August, 2008. I was lying down. I think I've told some of you the story before. I was lying down by my bed. I had prayed for about so many hours. And that was my first time I actually prayed that long. So I prayed for so many hours. And when I was done, I came down and I just slept. When I slept, I can't really recall what time this happened, but I just stepped out of my body. What people call the death experience. It was totally death experience because I stepped out of my body. When I stepped out of the body, you know, Amazingly, I remembered everybody's name. I remembered everything around. I just stepped out and I looked at um, myself. I'm like, so the first question I asked is that, hey, so if people die, is that how it is? That's the first thing I said. Then the next thing is, I, w- I watched my mom. She was lying down. And I, I saw my dad. He was praying at the time. Then some other things happened. Plenty of things happened. I'm just, I'm just saying this to you. So when I came out, I could recall, I, I knew my house. I knew everything. I knew English, tree, everything. Because those things are in my soul. So your soul is a possession of your spirit. But the real you is a spirit. He said, thou hast clothed me. Go to Romans chapter 12. So man, listen now, man is the only creator that doubles existence in spirit world and physical world. Man is the only creature. God is in the spirit. Animals are in the physical. Animals have emotions. Snake has emotions. That's why when you step on it still, your life will never be the same again. He has emotions. You know, some of you who like dogs, you know dogs have emotions. Yeah, animals have emotions. But what they don't have is spirit. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. I said, he said I beseech you therefore, he said, brethren, by the mercies of God, he said, that you present your body. If I say present your pen, are you your pen? No, that means you are not your body. You know, somebody said something very funny. He said, this body, they worry. It will make you do all the things that will take you to hell and we will follow you there. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's very true. Praise God. So you all have to watch the body, amen. 
It's the body who doesn't want to fast. It doesn't, the body who doesn't, when you want to pray, the body who like waits more, 10 minutes time, then 10 minutes time is, is coming. Okay, now, find out. 30 minutes time, I'm going to pray. <laughs> then 30 minutes time is coming. Lord, I really need to do something now. One hour last. <laughs> okay. Now, there's a realm of the spirits. Now, some people say that it is what you believe that works for you. Listen to me. This is not really so. Some things are absolute. Whether you believe it or not, it is there. If you don't believe that I live in a house, I won't even fight with you. What do you think? You don't have to believe that I live in a house. Like a, a certain man said, he's a very old man, he was like, look, he knows there's realm of the spirit too, but you see, you don't, if you don't trouble the realm, it won't trouble you. So it, just, it has nothing to do with the realm of the spirit. Praise God. Uh, the day the realm of the spirit will catch you, you'll understand. Okay, so, um, Genesis chapter 1 again. Genesis chapter 1. Oh, 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 oh. Verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The translation they are using does not capture it actually. It is actually the heavens and the earth. He said God created the heavens. Now, this is, last time I was explaining the earth to you. Okay, so those who are writing, right? The earth is the physical echo department of God's universe. The earth is the physical echo department of God's universe. When you are dealing with the earth, okay, he said in the creation, he said it is the heavens and the earth. It is the heavens and the earth. Now, the heavens is another um, rendering, or it's another way of saying the realm of the spirit. Because if he says, in the beginning, God created the spirit world and the earth. Why does he use heavens? Because by design, the spirit world has power over the physical realm. So he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens. The heavens there is the spirit world, but he's using the word heavens because uh, the, word, the word heavens in King James English is to say high. It's just to say high. So, it, it, you can render it, in the beginning, God created the high places in the earth. Now, there are three major heavens. I want to help you to understand it. There are three major heavens. Now, in the physical, you see, we, they talk about, about the core. How many of you did geography? Is it geography? It's what? So, what's the first one? Core and the second one is what? Yeah? Mantle and the third one is what? Crust. So where are we? <laughs> we are on the crust. Very good. So just like in the physical, there are layers. In the spiritual, there are layers. That's the point I wanted to make. So he said, in the beginning, God created the heavens. Okay, this version of the Bible captured it. The heavens and the earth. There are three major heavens. There's the atmospheric heaven. That has to do with the clouds, space, you know, 
everything that you, you can see. It's because it's high. It's the first heaven. Now, there's the second heaven. Now, people think that demons are in hell or demons are down. That's not true. Uh, people are surprised. No, no, we all thought that demons are down. So, like, when we had a get your own stuff, so, Praise God, they will be jumping. You know, I know, I know a, a church that they told them that today they are lashing the devil. Everybody brought king. I'm not joking. Everybody brought king. Some of you have been there before. They were all sleeping. Okay, I want to know who tied the devil that you are. <laughs> who tied him that... We should have had rope too as well, don't you think so? So that they will know that we have tied him. Because even you, if they, they don't tie you and they put you on the floor, will you collect the king? <laughs> Lift your right hand. Yeah. And if I catch you sleeping, amen. You will continue the preaching, amen. <laughs> Alright, so it says, God created the heavens and the earth. Today someone is living here with a major miracle. A major financial miracle. A major financial miracle. Yes. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Alright, so... He said the heavens and the earth. I said the second heavens is... Okay, so to explain the second heavens, go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For our... Oh, no, I want the, the King James first. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So go back to that version you were using so that we can see in heavenly places. Other versions say in heavenly places. He said, for our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. Is it God's heavens? No. There's a second heavens. Now I said, demons are not in hell. They are in the heavens. This is just by the way, let me just help you to understand these classes of demons. Go to King James. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means your auntie is not your, 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 your problem. Your grandmother that they said is a witch is not your problem. He said, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I wonder, when I was born again, and I was looking for a church to attend, so like I was going to like every church around. Like, there was one church around, I just go there, and the, the prophet there was, you know, like, today we are slapping the devil. <laughs> so we say, in the name of Jesus, we say, Papa, in the name of Jesus, Papa. <laughs> there was another time, so, the man was serious. You think it's a joke, you know, you are laughing. The man was like, you two, everybody in the church. I'm not, it's not a joke. You two, everybody, I, I didn't know anything, I also took out my gun. Yeah, but it's all. You know it. <laughs> oh, I was not the only one who went. <laughs> I think I'm enjoying first service. <laughs> uh, so he said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Now, principalities, because so we are doing matters of the spirit, so let me help you. Principalities are demon spirits that rule over families, societies, nations, they rule over groups. 
There can be a principality over a family, over a nation. Should I take you to the book of Daniel? Okay, Daniel chapter 9. Principalities. In the first year of Darius, the son of Assyrius, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. Go ahead. We'll be doing a long reading since we are going to Daniel. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years where of the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Verse 3. You know, let me tell you one of the reasons why, why I'm sharing this. So that you will know how to deal with certain things in your house. So that you don't go to any prophet to collect your money. I'm telling you. You know how to deal with some of these things. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Verse 4. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confessions and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy, if we follow this thing, we are not ending today, so I want to just go straight to the point. Okay. So, Daniel. Chapter 9. He says, verse 21 is, verse 21, go to verse 21. He said, yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I'm come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon... Okay, so the angel was, was, was helping him. Now, just a second. Okay, that's it. Go to Daniel chapter 10. So Gabriel begins to explain from verse 11. Daniel chapter 10, verse 11. And he said unto me, now Gabriel is, is talking to him, he said, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Verse 12. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I'm come for thy words. <laughs> Verse 13. He says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which stood me one and twenty days, now, that's what people talk about. Daniel prayed for 21 days. Now, God said, when you read, that's why I read Daniel chapter 9. He said, at the beginning of your prayer, now listen now, he said, at the beginning of the prayer, he said, the commandment came forth. So, at the, when he started praying, God answered. Now, why was God behaving as though he was not the one who answered? Because Gabriel was coming. If God, so you know, some people think when I taught on spiritual legality, some of you began to understand better. Some people think that God is just sitting in heaven and anything that's going on, he'll just move his hand. Now, God gave the answer. God, Bible says he was a man greatly beloved. That means when God loves you, he answers quickly. You understand? So, he began to pray and immediately God responded and said, okay, go there. Go to him. So, Gabriel heard it and he was supposed to take the answer to Daniel. Gabriel went and while he was going there, he said the prince of Persia, 
withstood him one and twenty days. That's twenty-one days. The prince of Persia is not a physical being. This is talking about a principality, prince. Do you get it? When they talk about principalities, these are princes. So it says, the prince of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Michael, one of the chief princes. Michael is also a principality. And, and every nation in this world, it doesn't matter if you say Ghana is a Christian nation. No. You don't choose God. He calls you. Hey. He said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. So the only nation that had a principality that was an angel was Israel. And that was Michael. Every other nation was a Gentile nation. So they were subject to any other thing. He said... Uh, one of the chief princes came to help me and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now, there's a difference between the prince of Persia and the kings of Persia. At that time, Persia was the world superpower. Like today we have, okay, I think gradually shifting from America to China. You understand? Now, at that time, the, the world superpower was Persia. So, the Persian language, which is currently Iraq, the Persian language was all over the place. Now, right after Gabriel or Michael defeated the, the prince of Persia and the spirit, you are not supposed to be defeated. That's why I was telling you about demon spirits that when they are cast out, they lose rank. So, immediately the prince of Persia took, uh, immediately uh, Michael took out the prince of Persia, he lost his rank, and Persia was no longer the world's superpower. Now, Grecia became the next superpower of the world. Verse 14. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. Verse 15. See if I'll see that there. And when he had spoken such words to me, I set my face toward the ground and I became dumb. Verse 16. And behold, one like the civility of the sons of men touched my lips. Uh, I just don't want us to read too much there. Cause... Go to verse 18. Okay, verse 20. Then said he, Knowest, he said, Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee, and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. That means I'm going back, I'm going to fight. He said, And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. Are you getting it? Did you understand it? Oh, you didn't understand it. So, when the prince of Persia is defeated, it's the prince of Grecia who will come. That means, and when you check the, uh, the world history, after Persia was Greece. That's why the Bible was written in Greek. The New Testament was written in Greek. Because at that time, it was the most popular language. Like, we have made English like the most popular language today. Exactly. So, at that time, that was what was going on. Now, that's what, go back to Ephesians chapter 6. He says, against... We wrestle not against, but against principalities. Now, principalities are actually, you know, although they are really powerful, they are over nations, some are over, or there are different types of principalities, some over families, some over, like for example, um, let me use a school. The principalities over KNUST are not the same as the principalities over Legon or UPSC. All these places, the devil deals with such institutions. 
When you see an institution, it looks for a, 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 a principality. If there are no Christians to stand in that kind of place to make changes, he, he sent a principality there. So, you will see that there can be an, a certain trend. It's not as though people were training, like, let's say, for example, let me, I'm, I'm not saying that's the case, I'm just giving an example. If there's a particular sin in a particular place, it's not as though people are training their friends that, that when, you, when you come, now, for example, like school system, you know, let's use SS. You know, there are certain schools that you will see that gays are more. Oh, relax. Oh. You know, there are more. And it's not as though they are doing training programs. If you want to be a gay, come, let's do training. They are not doing anything like that. But once you enter the place, it comes with it. If you ever do a count, you will know that there are a particular number. No matter the batch that moves in, you will find a particular number. In, 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 in different schools, they have different names for it. I went to a boys' school, St. Peter's, and we used to call it Shetos. And, <laughs> and, and in, in Pope Jones, they call it Deuteronomy. <laughs> Who went to Pope Jones here? Is it true? Deuteronomy? Yeah. Praise God. So you see, there are principalities that rule over such places and such, such schools. So there are families. You see, a family has a particular sickness that runs through. You say, oh, my grandmother had this and this one had that. It's a principality. Okay. Now it says, against principalities, against powers. Time will fail me to talk about powers. It's not today. Powers are the kind of demons who have inherent ability. Those kind of demons can, can uh, change themselves into humans. Oh, so you think that everybody is everybody? Sometimes I'm surprised at people. It's, we are not. We are not humans. If you are here, you are not a human. <laughs> no, everybody here is a human. Because if you are not human, you will fall out of the power outside there. So be feel free, okay? When we, when we say when we say hug somebody after after this teaching. <laughs> All right, so it says against it says, against rulers of the darkness of this world. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, we've still not scratched the topic, so let me be fast. It said against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, spiritual wickedness in high places, they are the highest rank of demons. Now, these ones, you see, these kind of demon spirits, they are not wicked, though. They are wickedness. <laughs> That's what the Bible calls them. It said they are spiritual wickedness. They are the wickedness, no? It's like God doesn't love. God is love. So these demons are not wicked. They are wickedness. If those demons, they don't. You see, sometimes we need to thank God for His mercy. One day I was I was on a on a motorbike. I was supposed to go and uh, deliver something to somebody. So I picked an Okada, and the traffic was too much around the cantonment or suicide. So I said I need to buy all means get to where I'm going. So I picked an Okada. When I picked Okada, the way we were spinning on the highway, I was like, I'm in a hurry, I'm in a hurry. I was, the time was, the person was going to the airport, so I was in a hurry. While we were going, God opened my eyes. I cried that day. God opened my eyes and I saw angels on one side, angels on another side. Look, when you pray to God for money, he doesn't give you, still thank him, what is it? <laughs> Look, the angels, were, you know what they were doing? They were standing shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. So sometimes the reason why we didn't fall from the Okada, no, is because something is going on in the spirit. Because the devil is not our friend. He's not our friend. He is not, if he had the opportunity, he, he would have killed all of us like suicide bombers who enter here, from here. 
That's why, you know, the Bible says we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. That's why I'm starting this topic so you understand that in the spirit, on the negative part of the side of the spirit, there's something going on. So, these are heavenly um, uh, realms. So, second heavens. Now, let's go to our Father's heaven. First Kings chapter 8, verse 27. What the Bible calls it. There's no, you know, other heaven aside this one. See how Solomon put it. He said, but will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens <laughs> cannot contain thee. Oh... Some versions say, the highest of the heavens cannot contain thee. He says, but will God indeed live on earth? Even heaven, the highest heaven, cannot contain you. You see, so where our Father is, is the highest heaven. And you know one mystery about that place? If we were still men, listen now, if we were still ordinary men, the devil could have messed with us because he's in the second heavens. But the Bible says that when we got born again, we, be, we sat with Jesus in the highest of the heavens. So, you are walking here, and you are born again. If you are not born again, I feel sorry for you. Now, if you are, you know, you are walking here, and you think that you are just normal. But no, the Bible says that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. It says, far above principalities. Oh. When, when, when you know these things, you, 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 when you wake up in the morning, say, you know, I'm born again, I'm born again. Whether your voice don't go or not, you know, I'm born again, I'm born again. And you are around people who are also born again. So I'm born again, they respond, I'm born again, I'm born again. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So, when you get born again, the Bible has a name for you. I said we are doing matters of the Spirit. When you get born again, something happened to you. Quickly go to Romans chapter 6, verse 11. So, go to King James first. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So he says, reckon yourself dead to sin, but alive to God. Now, this is what happened to you the day you got born again. You became alive to God. When you got born again, you became alive to God. All of a sudden, you are not questioning the virgin birth. Are you getting it? Because you became alive to God. So, you, you, they told you that God is now your father. It doesn't really make sense logically, but because it's a revelation, it came to you that, oh, God is my father. So you became alive to God. And you became dead to the world. You became dead to sin and alive to God. So, the day you get born again, something happens to you. Your spirit man, your spirit man is enlightened. And light comes to your spirit man. And because light has come to your spirit man, you are alive to God. The things of the spirit now begin to excite you. You want to understand what is uh, um, um, gift of the spirit. You want to understand what is going on in the spirit. When someone is talking to you about the Holy Spirit, you want to know what, what, what it's about. You see, when we got born again, we were not left with a religion. Listen now. We were not left with just a mere religion that, oh, we are born again, we should just go to church, we should just come back, and, you know, let's try not to sin. No, that's religion. God didn't bring us into religion. When God, uh, uh, um, uh, it's like, it's like the, 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 the death of Jesus Christ. When Jesus died, he died because of our sin. 
If he died and he didn't resurrect, fine, he would have dealt with our sin. But God made him resurrect for another purpose, so that it is like you were owing a debt, and the debt was paid for you. After the debt was paid for you, the person who paid your debt didn't want you to owe again, so he now gave you a capital. He says, go and do business with this, so that you don't owe again. First Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 12. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. He says, Who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our heart? The word earnest over there means deposit. It comes from the Greek word arabon, which is like a deposit. So after you got born again, you were owing, then your debt has been paid. So Jesus rose from the grave. Then he says, He has now given you the Holy Spirit, who is the earnest of God, like a pledge, like a deposit. So he now de- gives you capital and says, go and do business with capital. So the Christian life, when the day you got born again, is supposed to be a life after the Holy Spirit. Your Christian life will be difficult if you have not discovered the person of the Holy Spirit. You will find it difficult. Just like many of you, I also went for many altar calls. Many altar calls, and I, when I finished the altar call, I go back to where I'm coming from, and I continue with that sin. But the day I was introduced to the person that Jesus said will help us, who is the Holy Spirit, he began to help me now navigate my way in Christianity. The things that were difficult for me not to stop, now the Holy Spirit caused some restraint to be there. He now caused some restraint to be there. Now the Holy Spirit is the one who was given to us by Jesus Christ to help us in our walk in God. You cannot serve God by yourself. Uh-huh. You cannot serve God on your own. You might be struggling to do it. There was a lady who was talking to me. She said she's trying to really change, but no, you know the source. And I said because I said I don't blame you. I said it's because you need to discover somebody. He was sent by God to help you. He was sent by God to help you because to navigate in the realm of the spirit is not just you know it's not just done. The Holy Spirit will help you. One of the things He will help you to do is to help you to fellowship with God. He brings the presence of the Father to you. Look. When you walk with the Holy Spirit, you are in perpetual victory. And let me tell you something. The day you walk with the Holy Spirit, your matter becomes his matter. Perpetual victory. Every time. Winning every day. Winning every day. No, when something comes against you, you know that, you know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Things don't just hit you. You are having problems with academics. When you go, you sit down, you study, you study. Instead of you to be depressed about it, go and talk to the Holy Ghost. We have too many testimonies about that here. Something is going on. You you don't understand the subject. You sit down and say, precious Holy Spirit. Look, even to to the tone of people knowing questions of exams. It's not one, it's not two. They know the questions of the exam before it comes. Because Jesus Christ said that when the Holy Spirit comes, He said He will show us things to come. When I was in school, I was preaching everywhere. Don't do, don't do that. Don't go to class. Me, I was not going. Don't go to class, please. Don't, don't follow me. Me. No, but I'll not go sometimes. I'll not go sometimes. Then, when it's time for exam, I will pass. So one guy, you know, and I had a fellowship in the school. So the guy, what can they say? Also, I don't understand how you do this thing. Everybody complains that you don't come to class. And I said, do you know the Holy Ghost? I said, do you know, do you know there's somebody called Holy Ghost? Do you know him? He said, Holy Spirit, you know. And all that people know about Holy Ghost is fire. 
fire on the enemies. Holy Ghost, fire. Holy Ghost, fire. Fire on your enemies. But Jesus said that when he comes, he said he will be the spirit of truth. He said he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into reality. He will help you on, on how to see life. He will help you discover things. He will help you to pray. Left to you alone, you cannot talk to God for, for, for one hour. How, what will you say? No, you won't talk to God for one hour. What will you say? Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Oh God, look at this. Then, after this, I, we've still not really entered the subject, so, because I, I have to close. So. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, old King James Version says itself, it is himself. That's, the rendering is himself. He said, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with God, which cannot be uttered. He said, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. He helpeth our weaknesses. He said, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. So, it is not we forcing to serve God. It is not we forcing to, to, to pray. It is not we forcing to even worship. Sometimes it's difficult to worship when the Holy Ghost uh, has not, you know, inspired the worship. Because sometimes, you know, people will be singing the Hosanna. In there, you lift your hand. You say the tea is not entering. But sometimes, when the Holy Ghost, that's what one of the work of the Holy Ghost. He's called the angel of the, of the Lord's presence. He brings the presence of the Father to you. You see, and you are just there. And you see, th there's this presence around you. There's this presence. Someone say, I, I feel the presence. No, we don't feel the presence. We know the presence. It's the power we feel. We know the presence. Sometimes you can say, the Holy Ghost is here. We know the presence, but the power, we can feel it sometimes. Let me tell you something. You know some Christians, old Christians used to sing, We are marching to Zion. Come and play this one for me. This one, I'll sing it. <laughs> you know that song? You know that song, right? We are marching to Zion. Zion. Beautiful Zion. We are marching. Zero. That song is not correct. Psalm 87. Oh, I'll close with this. Oh, God. You know, some of those songs, the melody is so nice. Then when you say, oh, the and, and, and when we start singing now, you can easily cry. <laughs> we are Psalm 87. Are, are they sleeping? Psalm 87. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven. Ha, ha. He said his foundation is in the holy mountains. I want to tell you the day you got born again, what happened? His foundation is in the holy mountains. Now understand that Zion is the presence of God. It's what we call heaven. 
Okay. Hey, verse 2. The Lord loved the gates of Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. Verse 3. <laughs> Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God. Verse 4. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia. This man was born there. You know what he's talking about? Rahab and... Go back to verse 4. Rahab and Babylon is talking about, you know, us. Where we came from. You understand? We were sinners. Rahab was a prostitute. Babylon. Money. Babylon, you know. <laughs> then, you know... Philistia, Tyre, is there Ethiopia, with Ethiopia. Ethiopia there is representing Africa, and over there it was rendered because of like, you know, witchcraft, that kind of thing. Okay, now, he said, this man was born there. Now, this, which man was born there? This man he's about to talk about now. He said, this man was born in sin. Okay, verse 6. Uh, verse 5. Sorry, verse 5. And of Zion it shall be said, this and that man was born in hell. And the highest himself shall establish her. Verse 6. Now look at it. He said, the Lord shall count when he writeth up the people that this man was born there. Now, I want to explain it to you. The first man he said was born there was born in sin. So we all know about how we came into the world full of sin. We were born in sin. But he says that at the second time, he said now, this same man was born in Zion. Then he says, when God... So account when he writes up the people. That means when God is now accounting where you were born, he will not account anymore that you were born in sin. He said you will account that you were born in Zion. So listen, we were born in the presence of God. Listen, we don't come to church and say let us invite God. Ha! We can't invite God. He lives in us. Now let us invite the presence of God. Let us invite the Holy Spirit. With what? What invitation card? Oh, listen. You didn't come to church to come and meet God. You came with God. I came with God. So we brought our God together. Am I talking to somebody here? Are you listening to me? We were born in Zion. We were born there. Say, this man was born there. I was born there. No, I thought you said, I was born there. I am not going there. I was born there. Say, I was born in Zion. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. I just want to help you to understand it well. Chelsea, second service, I need you there. But ye are come. Did he say ye shall come? No, he says ye are come. Oh God. Oh God. Our Christianity will produce results when we understand what God said. I was telling the choir when we had the retreat. I said, I said something. I said, look, the Christians are telling God. Listen now. They are telling God. You see, there's certain, certain cancer, cancer among Christians. Something God says is for them. They will still say, God, give it to me. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the rest and abide with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. They finished praying that one. The next evening, they can say, God, we are praying for more grace. Kai, I thought you just said it's abiding with you. And I gave them an example. Fill my cup, Lord. I lifted up, Lord. Some of you like the song. But fill your cup. Fill your cup. No. What he said is that 
He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow. So God has taken you away from the realm of you trying to get him to fill your cup, but he wants you to now start filling other people's cups. When you are born again, understand the tenses God uses for us. If he said, but you shall go unto Mount Zion, then you know that, yes, we are going to work towards going to Mount Zion. But he said, but ye, oh, he said, but ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable company of angels, whether you like it or not. We are in the midst of the innumerable company of angels. You can live in Asimai and still be in the midst of the innumerable company of angels. You can live in Tessano and still be in the midst of the innumerable company of angels. Listen, I live in the midst of the innumerable company of angels. So I don't fear anything. I don't fear anything. Ah, so kataya. When you wake up in the morning, these things will make you excited. But here I come unto Mount Zion. We are not going to Zion. We are coming to Mount Zion. Listen, my goal is not heaven. How can heaven be my goal? The Bible already said I'm an ambassador of, a Christ, of Christ. How can you be an ambassador of a nation that you are not a native of? Understand the graduation. God is not even telling you that try and go to heaven. He's not even saying you are in heaven. He didn't say more than that. He said you are more than in heaven. You are now representing heaven on earth. First Corinthians chapter two. All the things I wanted to share, we didn't get there. Verse nine. But it is written. I'm now entering the message a little. But it is written. I have not seen. Oh God. No ear heard. Oh God. Oh. Neither, <laughs> neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So, you see, people will begin to prophesy and say, I have not seen, no ear has not heard. It, that, it looks nice. So, you'll be like, okay, so I have really not seen. I have not seen, he has not heard. That means God is going to do something that nobody has seen. No, it didn't end there. He says, but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. The thing that you are, they are saying that I have not seen is that God has revealed it to us. Listen, until God reveals, you cannot have. What you don't receive in your heart, you can never have in your hand. <laughs> he said, call upon me in the day of trouble. He said, outside the, he said, and I will show thee when you pray. God does not give you. He shows you. He said, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. Go. Keep on. For what man knoweth the things of a man? Save the spirit of man which is in him. King James makes it look so complex. He's just trying to tell you. I said, nobody knows the thing of a man as well as the spirit of a man. Sometimes your mind does not even really know you well. It is your spirit. It's inside your heart that we can, you know, because, for, for example, money is an amplifier of your character. There are some character in you that can never come out until you have money. So that thing is in your spirit. You, know, you don't know. Anybody can be humble when he's poor. So when a poor person is, is proud, then you know that his matter, it cannot be solved. your work in the day you have money. Check it. We are all the same. The day we have money, the, the day we don't have money, so everybody is a child of God. We are all fine. Oh, listen, life, life, you must all be careful about life. 
Everything must be fine. When somebody steps on your leg, you, you never tell a person, sorry. Okay? Next time, I will not put my leg there for you to step in. Right? You are okay. You are good. The day somebody just gives 10,000 Ghana CD, just walking. Somebody passed in front of you. Hey! Do you know I can buy you? I can buy... There are certain characters that will never come out until you have money. So those things are in your spirit. So I said, what things? No one the things of a man. It says, save the spirit of man that is in him. It says, in the same way, no one knows the, 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 the concerns of God except the spirit of God. Verse 12. He said, for what man knoweth the things of a man? He said, verse 12, now he says, now we have received. Oh. When you see these things in the Bible, you have to jump. You see, when you're in your room and you read the Bible, that's why the Bible is always exciting to me. Because when I see what God said I have received, I have to jump so that I'm not deceived by any pastor. He said, now we have received. Yes, that means I'm not trying to get something from God anymore. He said, now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. That we might know the things which are freely given to us. There are things that are freely given to us of God. We are praying for them because we are ignorant. He said there are things that are freely given to us of God. Go ahead. He said which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. Now, maybe from next week I'll start on this. He said, but with the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. What is he saying? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. That means to understand a spiritual phenomenon, you will need a spiritual lens. That's why you can never discover God in a lab. He said, for you to see the spiritual, you need the spiritual. Oh. He said, compare, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Listen, the Holy Ghost is the lens by which we see every microcosm in the spirit. Listen, when you have the Holy Ghost, you will understand certain spiritual things. He will begin to teach you. He said, which things the Holy Ghost teaches? Now, let me tell you something. I said, I'll teach you. Okay, that's why I just want to mention this so that you understand. In the realm of the spirit, there are certain things you want to call forth. It is not requiring a prayer to make them happen. Because he has already talked about the things which are freely given to us of God. And, but sometimes you are not seeing those things which are freely given to us of God. You are not, you are not seeing them in your life. So what do you do? He says, with things also we speak. That means the things that are given to us of God, we are supposed to speak them. I told you last week, I said the mouth is the bridge between the spiritual and the physical. When you, when you speak, you have conveyed that which is in the spirit into the physical. He said, with things also we speak. He said, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. This is the problem. This is the problem. You are looking for money. Listen now. You are looking, maybe from next week, you are looking for money from God or you are looking for admission of something from God or admission to a school. You want to have a, a scholarship. You want to go outside the country. You know in your spirit that this thing, God wants you to have it. But you are not getting it. No matter how much you have prayed, the thing is not coming. He said, which things also we speak. He said, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. Now, the biggest problem you are having is that anytime you pray, you, you feel like saying, I receive the scholarship in Jesus' name. No. He said, for you to say that thing which has been freely given to you of God, it is not in the wisdom which man, it's not in the West which man's wisdom teaches. It is in the West which the Holy Ghost teaches. And you think the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Ghost speaks English? Don't also think that I'm talking about tongues. No. 
Because anything spiritual can become a religion. Some people have entered into the religion of tongues. This morning happened. They have entered a religion of tongues. Let me talk something about the matters of the spirit. In the spirit, Bible says the wind goeth where it listeth. When you are talking about the Holy Ghost, eh? never, never try to box the Holy Ghost. Don't think orthodox because the Holy Ghost says the wind. And I'm not talking about charismatic as well. I'm not talking about orthodox. I'm not talking about charismatic. I'm talking about the spirit. Is that he goeth where he listeth? Sometimes, when God reveals something to you, you know you are supposed to get this thing. It is not English, it is not tree, it is not, sometimes it is just a shout. Listen, 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 listen. They were going to bring down the walls of Jericho. They were going to bring down the walls of Jericho. Then God told them, he said they should walk around the wall. Now this was a wall that people had built houses on. They were going to walk around the wall. God said they should walk around the wall for seven days. They should keep quiet. Ha! What has keeping quiet got to do with war? They said, the priest, God gave them specifics. From next week, I'll talk about the strategy of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the Holy Ghost gives you strategy. Your prayer life has to change. Some of you are too rigid. He said, walk around. Seven days, quiet. They were walking. Day two, they were quiet. They were walking. Day three, they were quiet. They were walking. Sometimes God has not said, say it. You have said it. Later, you come and tell us that your faith didn't work. They were walking. Day four, they were walking. Day five, they were walking. Imagine the, the Jericho soldiers, what they would have been thinking. Ah, these guys are mad. What's wrong? Walking sickness. We will not even fight them. They are mad. Walking sickness. They are, day six, they are walking. Day seven, then God told them, blow that trumpet and shout. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that was the strategy of the Holy Ghost. Listen, everything in this world was made in the name of Jesus. So, the Holy Ghost knows every code that is coded into everything. The thing you are looking for and praying for, there is a word from the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will tell you, specifically, He will tell you that quotes this particular scripture. So sometimes when you are praying, be patient to have the word. That's why we speak in tongues. We speak in tongues so that we can align. When you speak in tongues, you are aligning. So sometimes you can pray about something. You know, sometimes I can pray about something that's very, you know, heavy. And it's not for me or for, sometimes for somebody. And I'm praying on the first day. I'm not speaking a single English. No matter how my, my tongues begin to sound. No matter how funny it begins to sound. I'm still on it. Sometimes when you don't finish it, you have to adjourn. You have to adjourn the prayer. You go back to it. You go again. You adjourn it. I was telling the testimony of one of our, our brothers over here. Who was written a letter. His family was written a letter from Nogoko. It was a family dispute. And they have written a letter from a shrine. And the name of the fetish priest is on the... They've moved from billboard to letter. The biggest mistake you can make is for you to think, I can face them, I can face them. Then you just go there. Do you have the word? Do you have the exact thing to do? Sometimes when you are going there, the Holy Ghost will tell you, stand from afar and raise your hand. Verse 14. Now, look at it. He said, but the natural man, the natural man, that's the man who's not born again. He said, that man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Raise your hand. You see, let me tell you, 
Raising your hand is one of the weapons in the spirit. So people don't understand. The thing when you come to church, tell them that you should Moses did not know. Nobody taught Moses. One day, the children of Israel were fighting. While they were fighting, Moses began to pray. He didn't know. Then he raised his hand. Ah! Then he put it down. He raised his hand. Then he put it down. Then he noticed something. He said, anytime he raised his hand, he realized that the Israelites were winning. Anytime he put it down, he realized that they were losing. Anytime he raised his hand, so I think I've called the secret. Spiritual things are for discovery. When you discover something in the spirit, you don't stop it. Lifting your hand is one of the secrets in our kingdom. When something happens and you don't understand, you don't know. Listen, I love it best when I'm confused. I love it best when I'm confused because it gives me room for me to contact the one who can never be confused. Then I will lift my hand in my room. Carlos Sekete. Branda Kabaya. Listen. Listen, listen. Through the subsequent weeks, I'll teach you more things about the realm of the spirit. But listen, your first entrance, listen now, your first entrance into the spirit, write it down, never forget it, is humility and brokenness. Humility and brokenness. You don't come before God, hard guy. All those who did that. The day they made one mistake, they were wiped out. I told you before, I said, Saul was more morally correct than David. But God rejected Saul. Saul was more morally upright. Because all Saul's life, the only thing that he did wrong, that God rejected him, was that he went to offer sacrifice. David's own. Today he's taking somebody's wife. Tomorrow he's passing somewhere. Tomorrow he's doing this. In fact, the day David was about to die, the only way they knew that the guy was really sick was that they brought a girl. When he didn't touch the girl, they said he's really sick. <laughs> oh, read it. Do not check it. They brought a virgin to warm him. And when they came, they realized that he has not done anything. They said, oh, our master. Because they know David. That when you, if girl passed in front of David, he's a liar. <laughs> He doesn't take it lightly at all. But they brought a virgin. You understand? Here, Robert, they brought it to warm him. And they wa- he was warming the guy. The guy was not warming. He was not warming. Then they, then they came and said, Our master is really sick. And that's how he died. He died from that thing. You understand? Because he, knew, he couldn't do anything. They knew that. Because David, he was, he was upstairs when he saw somebody buffing. He couldn't take it. Why are, you, why are you buffing around? And he sent one of, he sent one of his key men. He said, go and bring me the lady. And those times, the kings, when they call you, the king is calling you. She finished the buffing fast, fast. Went to see the king. Bible didn't say he run her. No, he said he lay with her. Simple. He, he, no time for details. Lift up your hand and thank the Lord. No, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Listen, if you don't speak in tongues, today I want you to see, see, when we close, if you don't speak in tongues, just join us in this room. We'll pray with you. Receive the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. He is the secret of a thriving Christian life. Be on your feet.